0: Welcome to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife, with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry.
1: Hey, hello everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host, and I'll be using my gift, Spirit Communication to Spread Your Knowledge of the Afterlife, And that knowledge is available to anybody that's willing to open their minds and listen. Now, we're not going to take phone calls today because we want to spend as much time as possible with our spirit guests.
2: And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. This week, we will be analyzing the act of dying and what follows as the soul enters the realms of heaven. Death is the one inevitable act that we will all face. And the more you know about it, the less you'll fear it. We will start by channeling with the angelic energy of archangel Azrael, often referred to as the angel of death he and his angels assist the soul of the dying individual as they enter the realms of heaven in the second segment of the show we will be interviewing the spirit of steve jobs the founder of apple corporation he lived his life as an ag- agnostic and had a vivid experience when he passed in the third segment of our show, we will speak with the spirit of Robin Williams, the beloved actor and comedian. He took his own life after being diagnosed with a terminal illness. He will speak of the penalties of t- taking your own life and cutting short your life plan.
1: Now, all of our shows and other podcasts are available on our YouTube channel. It's in my name, Barry Strom. We've got over 400 videos of spirit communication. Now I know many of you doubt that I'm capable of speaking these words that you're hearing, but if you have those doubts, go onto the YouTube channel. We've got well over a thousand hours of speaking to spirits in there. Now I'm also the author of nine books available on Amazon. The archives of exploring the afterlife are available on the voice America variety network. Now we feel that our show is one of the most unique shows available. So tell your friends about us so we can increase our listenership. Now, Connie, let's begin my channeling. Let's get on with it with uh, Archangel Azrael.
2: Azrael, thank you for joining us again. Why do, you, why do people refer to you as the angel of death?
1: I know that it has a bit of a negative connotation. But keep in mind, over here, we don't think of death as a negative thing. You live an incarnate life, and when you die, you begin a soul life. So to us, death death is the beginning. So while you might think of me negatively, it's not like that. Now, when your soul passes from your body, we will be there to help escort you into the realms. Most people, especially if they die suddenly, are very disoriented. They have no idea what's taking place. All they know is all of a sudden they're looking down at their dead bodies and whatever's taking place around them. So we will be there. It will either be myself or many of the other angels who work with me. And they will lead you into the realms. And once there, you'll be greeted by your family members. You'll be greeted by your friends that have passed before you. You'll soon start to realize just how magnificent heaven is. But... Yes, because I show up uh, when people die, they call me the angel of death.
2: (laughs) What all happens when a person dies?
1: Basically, when a person dies in incarnate life, their soul leaves their body. You all have a soul energy. It rests in your body, and as long as your heart beats, that soul will reside there. Now, There are some exceptions. It's possible that the soul may go out too early. Uh, There may be a near-death experience and the soul is sent back to the body. But there is a time that the soul will permanently leave your incarnate body. Humans, for instance, have a very short lifespan. And when that time of death comes, that soul leaves. Now, your soul has everlasting life. It's been around long before it lived in your current body and it will be a it'll be around for an eternity but people don't realize is just how short the incarnate life is your soul was around for basically millions and billions of years that energy humans only walked the earth for a couple hundred thousand years a human life might last 80, 90 to 100 years at most. That is like a blink in the eye in how long your soul has been around and has lived its lives. So it's actually a very simple process. The heart stops beating, the soul leaves the body, and it begins a new life in heaven.
2: Why do humans have relatively short lifetimes? When we were interviewing Moo from the uh, other planet for our alien books he lived to 800 and some for 800 and some years on that life
1: well humans and earth are a relatively young culture humans do many many things that are not part of the life plans humans can do evil humans can do very good things but god decided that since they humans are basically a young culture that he would not give them many, many years, that he would have them return sooner to begin a new life plan. I guess he realized uh, just how capable humans were of, of messing things up and ruining their lives. And he just simply did not want to give them long lifespans. Think, for instance, if an individual like Hitler had been allowed to live for a thousand years. So you see, God has a reason for everything, and that is why humans return fairly rapidly.
2: Why do humans fear death?
1: Humans fear death because they, re- they basically do not understand it. Death is is simply the beginning of another cycle of life. Many humans don't even take time to believe in God. Many of them don't know whether they should believe in God or not. So there's many, many reasons for people to fear something that they do not understand. That is why we try to use every opportunity that we can to inform individuals just how important it is that they understand the cycle of life for humans. There is life on other planets, the cycles of life are much different for those individuals on those other planets. If humans have a tendency just simply to fear the unknown. It's our belief over here that if we educate individuals on just what fear is then they they should cease to fear their end of the to fear the end of the incarnate life. However, most individuals do not have a real understanding of death. There are so many different cultures and religions on earth that many different concepts are available for people to study there is there is only one fact that is important about your death that is that it will be the beginning of another life it's that simple now the grief that comes with death, that's an entirely different subject. God created grief as something that all humans had to endure. That's why he developed a generational pattern. Under ordinary circumstances, individuals will watch the death of their grandparents, they'll watch the death of their parents grief is something that individuals need to learn to handle it's very real and it's probably the most difficult of the human emotions humans are simply sent back to learn lessons if they learn those lessons well then when they return they advance in the realms If they do not learn those lessons or they absolutely refuse to believe in God, then they will not only not advance, it's possible that they can go to lower levels. Now, one thing I do, one other quick point I want to make is individuals will not go to a burning hell because a burning hell does not exist. There is a lower level of nothingness where the very evil souls are sent, but there is no burning hell as conceived by the ancients. So I hope that answers your question.
2: And then some. Thank you. When should a human fear death? What situation would give them the right to fear it?
1: Well, if they have spoken against God, done many evil things, then they should have a reason that they, that they would fear death. If an individual has been blessed with great wealth and has not used that great wealth to help others, then they should understand that they will be judged harshly. If they're judged harshly, they will have karma which they have to pay in their future lives. So an individual that lets their ego control their lives, doesn't help others then they they should have doubts about death because their judgment is not going to be what they're going to prefer.
2: Would you explain the difference between an incarnate life and the everlasting life of the soul energy?
1: The soul energy is placed into a body. It could be different shapes or forms depending on what planet they're on. And that body will live a life it'll have limited knowledge of the other side of heaven it will make its own choices god has given free will to individuals on all planets to make decisions some mature planets they totally understand his words and his teachings and they follow those words planets such as earth has men has much more evil energy And humans are more challenged by those decisions.
2: Are some people treated differently than others at their time of death?
1: Yes. Some people who have led wonderful lives are greeted by angels, their families, by their friends that pass before them. Evil people are are greeted differently. The angels will be there and they will escort their guides. Those souls will be escorted directly to their guides. They will not have the wonderful interactions that people live good lives and will have. The guides will judge their lives and determine what will happen to them. As I said before, the truly evil people are sent to that lower level, and they can remain there. Keep in mind there's no time on this side. So it can be thousands of years before they're allowed to come out. And then they have to pay the karma for what they did. So they may live thousands of lifetimes to repay that karma.
2: Astro, is it possible for a human to be forgiven for how they lived their life if they confessed their sins right before passing?
1: It can, it can help their judgment, but it can never cure a life of, of evil. Individuals are judged on the entirety of how they lived their lives. If an individual does great things at the end of their lives, then parts of the, the earlier parts of their lives will not be judged as seriously. But you cannot on your deathbed confess to all the sins and have them forgiven. That is not going to happen.
2: Do humans ever see God when they pass?
1: If a human has lived an outstanding life, Keep in mind that God sends his messengers back to spread his words. If those individuals have followed his commands, have done the best they can do, then it is possible that he will be greeted by Jesus. Keep in mind that God is is the holy energy and has no form. The human form for God is Jesus, because Jesus was God incarnate. So that it is quite possible that a really good person that lived a great life will see Jesus upon their return.
2: Oh, When an atheist dies, how are they greeted?
1: They are taken directly to their guides. They are told that they will be judged for what happened. They will be told what they did wrong in their lives. And they will be given a chance in their future lives to pay the karma. Perhaps an individual that preached against God may return as a minister and speak for God. It's very complex.
2: Okay, Azrael, thank you so much for joining us again. Do you have a final message for our listeners?
1: Yes. I have spoken to you before, and I want you to understand that you truly are hearing from from an archangel, or an angelic energy. We will try to make the passing as easy as possible. We will be there to assist. When you first cross over, you will not totally understand what has taken place. In the event that a person has, has, has died unexpectedly, the first thing they will see, they will see their their incarnate bodies lying there. They will be floating the air above them most times. They will understand little about what is taking place. We will be there to assist. How you live your lives determines how you will be escorted. If you lived a really good life, your family members will be there. You will see other angels. You will see your friends. You will see vivid colors, it will be a most amazing thing and you will not understand it at first. All souls have to do a transition. If you've taken your life or if you've done something similar, then you will be forced to watch the grief that you've caused by those that you leave behind. When individuals have taken their lives, they often understand almost immediately that they've made this serious mistake. The hard part is that they do not understand the grief. Many people suffer. Sometimes the soul is overcome and we help the counsel. We take them to their guides. Essentially what we do is just simply make the passing of a human soul as easy as possible. Thank you. Okay. It's time to take a short break. Thank you for tuning in our show. I hope you enjoy it and stick with us. We'll be back in about two minutes, and we'll, Steve, and we'll channel with Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple
0: Corporation. Thank you. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subjects from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thank
1: you for sticking with us. In this segment, we're going to be channeling with Steve Jobs. He's the founder of Apple Corporation, one of the most creative minds, uh, an intense individual. He was also an agnostic, as we are told. So, Connie, let's uh, get on with talking to Mr. Jobs.
2: Okay, Steve, welcome to our show. Uh, So you were an agnostic during your lifetime?
1: Yes. I was so tied up in business. I found that it was very difficult for me to believe in the existence of, of a God. My parents took me to church and they i read the bible i found that there were many things in the in the bible that i thought were absolutely impossible for instance i could not believe that noah could get all the animals into this ark that he built with primitive tools there were animals that were not native to the country he lived in that would have been killed by a great flood I couldn't believe that adam and eve dropped out of nowhere and that their sons had children it was i guess i got caught up in all the logics of the bible when i should have understood that it was simply laying a framework that when the ancients looked at events it was impossible for them to truly understand the powers of God and they had to define those events in the best way they could I knew I knew that there were things that could not take place in a haphazard manner I realized that a baby represented something that scientifically could not ever take place from one from the union of two cells come billions but i had doubts i didn't really have psychic abilities i i would have dreams but i don't think i ever truly understand understood the intent of those dreams i just i just had serious doubts many of my my friends did not believe Many of them argued against God. Sometimes it can be very difficult to argue for God. So, I really was never convinced that God existed. I regret that now. I should have opened my eyes. I should not have been so taken with the work that I was doing. I should have been able to understand that there truly is is a god believe me when you set foot in heaven the first thing you understand is that you were wrong
2: okay you were agnostic that's different from an atheist what is the difference between an atheist and an agnostic
1: an agnostic simply has not made up his mind totally he's not convinced there is he's not convinced there isn't an agnostic truly believes that there is no god he doesn't pray he doesn't ask for guidance he doesn't do many of the things that god expects of him an agnostic may or an atheist may even try to lead people away from god and for that act there are very serious penalties
2: did you ever try to lead others away from believing in god
1: no i would enter discussions but i would never be try to convince anyone not to believe in god i always felt that individuals should be able to make up their own minds and their own determination as i said i was just simply undecided there were times towards the ends of my life that i did pray to god for help but it was too late there were, but no, I never did try to lead individuals away from believing in God.
2: Okay. We know that you fought cancer for many years. Did you fear death at that point?
1: When I was first diagnosed, I feared death. I felt that there were many, many things that I still wanted to do. I felt that medical science had not justified the treatments. I felt that... There was so much that we did not understand about cancer i truly did not want to die i wanted to do many more things i wanted to continue to invent to work with apple corporation i wanted to do many things for instance we had worked on the concept of pixar Automated movies. I truly did not want to die.
2: Okay, as you said, when you were diagnosed with the cancer, you chose the alternative medicine rather than proven medical treatments. Was that part of your life plan?
1: No, that was part of my free will. You see, I was making my own decisions. And being an agnostic, I was not asking for advice in helping making those decisions. I thought that I was capable of making them. I thought that I would be able to fight the disease on my own. I felt that I was smarter than the disease, I guess.
2: So as you were fighting it, did you ever ask God to help cure you?
1: I may have asked a couple of times, but I had no confidence. You see, if you don't have faith... And I learned this once I got over. If you don't have faith, then you will not be often given the advice that is required. If you don't believe that God will cure, he's not going to cure.
2: Steve, would you share with our listeners what your final words were and what you were seeing?
1: I was comatose in his final days. My soul was entering and leaving the body, and I was starting to understand truly what was going to take place. There were times that even though I was unconscious, my mind was seeing the angels. My family members were were coming to me to tell me there was nothing to worry about. Right before I passed, I woke up, and I was seeing this incredible incredible place and i said the words oh wow oh wow oh wow and then passed. i was seeing the gates of heaven i was seeing the grandeur of what was here and i was seeing my family i was seeing many things that i never believed i would be able to see in those in those final days i truly understood that god existed but it was too late for me to do anything about it in my incarnate life.
2: Could you go into any more detail about what happened just as you died?
1: As my soul passed from my body, I looked down and I could see my family, my living family members around it. And I could see that they had understood that I was dead. And I could see that they began to cry I was escorted, it was like this tunnel. I was escorted through this tunnel towards the light. Once I came into the light, it was incredible. There were The colors were brilliant. There were angels. As I said, my family members, my friends, many were there. They were welcoming me, they were telling me that I had nothing to worry about. My guides were there as well, whom I had never met or even understood existed. They said that they it was in they were in no rush to judge my life. They said that I had done things that were not correct, that were against my life plan, but I had done many things. I could have helped others more, but I did set up the basis for charities and giving. It was just a miraculous place. I could not describe it to you. It was, it was beyond description. But when I said, oh wow, I was understating it.
2: How harshly were you judged for not believing in God?
1: I was not judged harshly for this. The fact that I had not tried to lead others away, or the fact that I had not totally made up my mind that God did not exist. Through the final times, I was coming to a realization that there was a true existence of a a God. I guess there's the old saying that there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole when you're fearing death. It was it was just simply my passing was just simply an amazing experience.
2: Will you have any bad karma for not believing in God?
1: There are some things that I will have to do in my future lives or life. I will have to help others more than i did in the previous life i will have to understand that god truly exists and have faith in him and believe in him but i have relatively little things to to pay karma for
2: what would you tell our listeners about dying what do you think they really need to understand
1: i think that they need to understand that it is not absolutely is not the end. All souls will face an afterlife. The soul energy, as Israel as said earlier, lives forever. They need to understand that how they live their lives, determine how they should face their death. If they lived a life of evil, they should fear their judgement. If they lived a wonderful life, they should look forward to it. Death is never anything to fear. Now if you, if you are somebody of evil, true evil, like a Hitler or what we're seeing in Russia right now, then they, those people should truly fear their deaths because they will be judged accordingly. The golden rule, if they lived by it, if they did unto others as they wanted to be treated, then they will have little to fear. It is never too late to try to change your life. It is never too late to try to help others and to do what is right. If you've accumulated great wealth, set up funds, set up charities, do things with that great wealth that will help others. People are truly remembered for the good that they that they do. Evil people will be remembered For the bad things that they do decide what you want to be remembered for or if you do nothing you'll just simply be forgotten
2: okay steve could you give us an idea what it's like to be hanging out in heaven what what do you do up there
1: it's incredible i'm with my family members i can see all the great businessmen i have friends Andrew Carnegie's a friend of mine. I can go places I want to go. If I want to see how my family is doing, I can return and be close to them. The colors are so brilliant up here. There is no way that a human can ever understand the multi-dimensions of heaven. You can travel great distances by just simply wanting to be somewhere. You can be with people. The one thing that you cannot do on your own is return and speak to humans and be heard. But I have been introduced to the two of you and I have been able to get my messages back to humans through you so human is incredible think of it as a place of continuous miracles
2: yeah okay thank you so much steve you've added a lot of education to people make them feel better i hope do you have a final message for us
1: i would like to thank you for the opportunity to speak there were many things that i did Many decent things. I should have done more. We did not do the charities that I should have been doing through most of my life. I had great wealth. I devoted my life to research, to science, to bringing you better telephones, bringing you better movies. I should have devoted more of my time to charity. I should have followed the doctor's advice when I was diagnosed with cancer. The fact that I thought I knew more than the doctor shortened my life. There were many, many more things that I wanted to do. There were many, many things that I never got the chance to do. Charity. I would hope that all of you out there that have the ability to help would consider doing it. As I watch, there are so many people that need help right now. There are so many people that have their lives destroyed in Europe through this stupid war. There are so many homeless people in the United States. The United States is so rich that there's no excuse for this. I didn't realize it, but when I came over here, I I was around spirits or souls that truly understand the suffering that people are going through. I wish that I had taken a firm stance on believing in God. Had I done that, I think I would have been given more advice I think that the errors of my free will that I made would have been overridden. So just believe in God, do what he asks, and live a good life. And I thank you for the opportunity of speaking. Thank you. Okay. Once again, we need to take a short break. We'll be back in two minutes, and we will ch- channel with the incredible Robin Williams.
0: Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow us on Twitter at
2: VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subjects from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.berrystrom.com connect with us and we'll connect with you the voice america talk radio network is on linkedin get the first word about happenings with the network where our next live event will be and what's up with our hosts look up voice america on linkedin is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings is there proof of an afterlife what would historic figures say if they lived today Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, Exploring the Afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, welcome back.
1: We've been waiting for this, so... We're going to channel with Robin Williams. Uh, He is a magnificent soul. So, Connie, let's begin. Thank you for being with us again, Robin.
2: Robin, would you like to start with a message for everyone?
1: Of course. You don't think that I would be traveling this long distance just to say a couple words. (laughs) I want to thank you very much for allowing me to come through. I wouldn't. I enjoyed the opportunity to try to help others. I always tried through my life to do the best I could. I tried, I tried to make sure that individuals around me were treated properly, I tried to make people laugh. Sometimes I wasn't too damn funny, but quite often I was. Humor, humor is the great disguise. Behind the facade of humor, you can hide the greatest unhappiness. I fought de- I fought depression all my life. Sometimes I would get a little bit ahead of it, but it would always come back in defeat. I tried to be as funny as I could, hoping that that would help, and there were times that it did. But depression is a terrible thing. I hope that when we're finished today, that I'll help be able to help and guide some other some people that are also on the terrible path that I lived.
2: We're on the same page with that, Robin. Robin, was suicide part of your life plan?
1: Suicide is never part of a life plan. Suicide is cutting a life plan short. Before I returned, we made great we took great details in how I would live my life, what I would do. And yes, that illness that was supposed to be part of my suffering at the end of my life when i was over here i knew it but i sure as hell didn't know it when i was back on earth life life can be great life can be difficult you are sent back with lessons you have to learn when you cut that life plan short you're going to have to come back again and relearn that lesson Lessons, lessons are to be learned. You can't cut class. You cut class, you're going to get your fingers smacked. Committing suicide is cutting class. And yes, the karma will, will follow. So, no, suicide is never part of your life plan.
2: Robert, would you tell our listeners about that lifelong battle you had with depression?
1: depression's a terrible illness. It was also a challenge that I was to face. There were many times that I did well, there were many times that I sucked at it. Depression, you have to tell others, you have to speak about it, you have to try to understand it yourself. You have to have a very strong faith in God to beat it. You see, you have free will. Quite often, you're gonna make the wrong mistake without the guidance from the other side. If you believe in God, angels, all the good things, then when you pray, you'll be given guidance. You have to follow that guidance. I always thought that maybe I knew a little bit better what they did on the other side. Found out the hard way I didn't. You don't need to find out the hard way. Pray, ask for guidance, get professional help, and follow the advice. That is probably the best information I can give you to fight depression.
2: So the depression was a part of your life plan.
1: Yeah, it sucked, but it was part of my life plan.
2: So why did you accept a life plan with so many physical problems?
1: Well, when you're on the other side, you got got this, this great confidence that you can beat anything. The guides laid out, a list of choices, a list of lessons I needed to, to learn. And I thought, well, if I'm going to make people laugh, I'll be able to, I'll take depression in this life. It's going to, if I'm successful at what I do, the illness is, it's going to be nasty, but it's going to be fairly short. And I can handle that too. Well, as you know, if you've ever played football, after the first play call, things change, and that's the way it is when you come back in life.
2: Do you have any solid advice that you would give people that are fighting depression?
1: Yes, get professional help. Follow their advice. Have good friends. Avoid people that depress you. Get rid of toxic relationships. That will all help you fight depression.
2: Sounds good. Will you please tell us about the illness that you were diagnosed with near the end of your life?
1: I noticed that I was, my hand was starting to shake, so I went to the doctor and was tested. He comes back and tells me that I'm going, I am a, a more rare form of Parkinson's that's also accompanied by dementia well that hit that shook me to the core. I knew that I was going not going to be able to perform. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to memorize my lines it was It was a death sentence to me when I got the diagnosis. It drove me deep, deep, deep into the depression that haunted me. I felt that there was I simply couldn't put myself and my family through all this suffering. I knew that there there was going to be over a year of advanced caregiving that I needed. I knew I was not going to be a very funny person through that period. I felt that I couldn't face it. I felt I didn't want my family to face it. So I made the choice to take my own life.
2: What happened and what did you see as you were passing?
1: As I died, my soul left my body, and I realized right away that I'd made a huge mistake. I also realized that there was no way back. The angels were there, and they said, we will help. We will try to make the best of this, because we know that you've created a very, very bad situation.
2: After you entered the realms of heaven, what were the penalties for committing suicide?
1: I was forced to watch all the grief that I caused. First of all, my family, I could not believe what I did to my family. Then all my fans, I didn't. I realized that a lot of people had an interest in me. But I never realized that there were so many people who would feel so badly that I had ended my life. These people had no clue of the depression that I'd suffered through the years. But I still hate to talk about this. I had serious doubts about Mm -hmm. returning to talk about it. I knew that I had the possibility to help people. And that's why I'm agreeing to be here with you. But I'm still suffering from the grief that went on. I can tell you, don't ever do it. Don't think about it. Don't consider it just simply have faith and live your life to the end.
2: God gave you an incredible talent to entertain others. I was among those, and I loved you. When you returned, do you think you'll be an entertainer again?
1: I don't know. I simply don't know. I know the guides want me to come back. I know that it's, it would be a difficult life for me. I feel so bad that I hurt so many people. I may choose it, but in all probability, I will not return as an entertainer.
2: Okay, in spite of the karma problem, do you think you will reincarnate anytime soon?
1: I don't think so. I I still need to get my feet under me up here. My family tries to tell me that I did all that I could, that people still love and remember me, and that is a fact. So anyway, I don't know. I just simply don't know.
2: Well, your family's telling you the truth. You have honored us with your presence on multiple occasions, and we know that it's still very difficult you to talk about what happened but you are doing it to help others and we thank you very much robin for stepping forward do you have a final message for our listeners
1: yes love one another be good to your family don't take life for granted it can turn on you in a heartbeat when i heard that diagnosis it just i knew my life as i as i loved it was over be good to others Make sure that you love God and follow His commands and never, ever, under any circumstances, consider taking your own life. I can assure you that it's not the way out, it's simply a way to hurt others. That's all it is. Think of it as a way of hurting others. Do not do not ever under any circumstances consider shortening your life plan. God knows a hell of a lot more than what you do. Your guides know more, pray, ask for guidance, do all of the things that you know are good. Help others. There are so many people that need help, it's not hard. Go out of your way, be good love your family, love your children. I guess I could babble on a little bit more, but I'm gonna say goodbye. Thank you so much for allowing me to come through.
2: Thank you so much for coming through.
1: Okay, guys, next week, we're gonna stretch your imagination and we're gonna channel the spirit of an alien. We've been asked many questions about what's taking place here on the earth and our galaxy, and we're gonna try to answer them for you. I've written two books, based on channeling alien spirits, aliens among us exploring past and present, and spirits speak of the universe. We're going to be taking phone calls next week, so if you'd like to talk to an alien, this is going to be your chance. I currently have nine books on Amazon. Latest book, Messages of God for a Modern World, consists of 60 messages that we channeled on our Wednesday podcast, makes a great daily devotional. A great gift for a friend. Books available in softcover and ebook, in both English and Spanish. Signed copies are now available on my website, barrystrom.com.
2: I'd like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network. If you'd like to see more of our channeling, as we have over 400 videos on our YouTube channel, it's in the name of Barry Strome. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.
1: Okay. I I hope that all of you enjoyed what we talked about today. I know death is not something people enjoy talking about, but you're going to face it. It's coming. You just simply don't know when. You need to embrace your loved ones because you have no real clue about when you're not going to be able to do it any longer. Only humans believing in God believe that life is everlasting so thank you for listening join us on Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Network
0: we will be here for you thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.